Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Never Open Podcast, the podcast open to everyone, especially Taka Michinoku. Thanks, mate. My name is Luke. I am your host of the Never Open Podcast, and with me, as always, is my co-host and producer extraordinaire, uh, Mr. Andy. Say hello, Mr. Andy. Hey, Mr. Andy, and that's my name. And, you know, Taka Michinoku, 20 years. Taichi, 10 years. Or, wait, how's it work? How do they get to 50-year anniversary of Taka Taichi Mani? But it's today. Yeah, I don't care how the maths works out. I just know that it's correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's it's Taka is 30 and Taichi is 20. So there's your 50 years. I bought uh, Okay. There you go. I knew the math would work out eventually. But yes, that's what we're doing today, everyone. It is uh, an episode we've been looking forward to doing uh, ever since we found out this show was going to be on the 19th. It's uh, Takataichi Mania. Allegedly, the last one. Fucking better not be, because these shows are amazing. And this one's no exception. So yeah, that's what we're covering today, everyone. And if you ever want to interact with us, while we watch these shows or any other shows except for World Tag League, you can. Uh, we are on the Tweety. Uh, I, I am at Grumpy2EB. Mr. Guy is at Drusifer Tweets. Collectively, we are at NeverOpenPod. And if you want to send us a written or voice email, you can do that, NeverOpenPod at gmail.com. And uh, yes, uh, Dave, we're going to try and remember to put your voice email on today. Uh, we yeah. try really, 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 really hard. We feel bad every time. Sorry. But yes. Yeah. Oh, and we have a Teespring store. Buy our shit. Yeah, man. Well, uh, I don't know. This is, uh, I have mixed feelings about the show that we're about to cover. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess there's some news we got to talk about before we get into that. I don't know. Tell me about the news, Luke. All right. So I'm I'm scrolling through the you got mixed feelings about the show you didn't like it wait what it, no it made me sad oh okay all right in in in, that, in those terms then uh, yes I I'm in agreement but uh, I love the show all right so the news is I'm scrolling through the Tweety and uh, I'm just like do 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 killing time killing time <laughs> and then I see it right there on my screen I see the Miz holding some fucking ugly looking thing up in his hands. Looking fake tanned as ever. And next to him is Jonah. And I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I woke up to that news, you telling me that. And I was like, oh, that's a shame. But you know what? I'm not mad at him. You know, I just, no, me neither. It's, I mean, I'd be happy, just as happy if he shows up, you know, a year from now or six months from now or whatever. But it's just a shame because there is so much money in him in new japan and it's just a bummer that we're not going to get to see that for now you never know what could happen uh i agree uh also if you moved your entire family to go work for a company and then they unceremoniously fired your ass i would say fuck them for life but that's just me also if i re-signed with the company and they were just like you're gonna help the miz i would have been like oh shit because uh being a Miz lackey it works out well for all the people involved, doesn't it? <laughs> but, yeah, being a uh, lackey in general on WWE TV is pretty much bad news for you. I mean, like, you know, that's the uh, you go back to James Ellsworth and Dewdrop and the Miz, Miz Dow. I mean, there's a long list of them. 
I don't know who Dewdrop is. I've heard the name. I don't know what that person looks like. Uh, when I listen to the other podcast of wrestling that I listen to, Mr. Guy, there's so many names that work for the WWE that I'm just like, who's this person? Who's this person? I don't know. And I, don't, I never Google him. I was just like, yeah, I don't care. But yeah, um, I'm I'm not guarded. He, you know, he probably wants uh, to make some good money for his family and stuff. I get it. It's fine. But uh, I don't know, man. You might go from wrestling a Carter and beating him to uh, helping the Miz. Yikes. <laughs> yeah, it's... I don't maybe, know, man. Maybe that's my wrestling snobbery there, but that's a bigger step down than uh, Kushida having to, uh, well, be in World Tag League. That's true. That's true. At least he didn't have to tag with Yuji Nagata in, in a weight class. That's not even his. That would have been really bad. But, uh, but yeah. All right, Luke. Well, like I said, mixed feelings because this Takataichi Mania show is the last Takataichi Mania show. And it's emotional and it gets real emotional at certain points in this, in this show. We've had so much fun over the past like year and a half covering these shows. And it's a shame that they're over because, you know, but they went out with a bang and uh, you know, this is in the same venue that we were in last time, which is the Yoyo Yagi national stadium, second gymnasium Luke second, because that first one sucks. And they ain't doing Takataichi Mania in that first one. So it's, uh, you know, it's it's a piece of shit. So anyway, yeah, it is fucking next. stank garbage. It is. And, you know, but guess guess who competes in uh, Gymnasium 1? All right. Oh my God. It's, the, it's a B-League team that's not the Dolphins. Fuck them. Boo! No. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the venue of the last Takataichi Mania. And Luke, did you notice some people ringside that were kind of like, oh, what are you doing here? No. You didn't notice the New Japan Young Lions ringside? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I'm just so used to seeing Young Lions around the ring when I watch Japanese wrestling that I don't even bat an eyelid when I I see them. I'm just like, oh, yeah, cool. The venue just issues you a few Young Lions if you run a wrestling show. Just like, yeah, we just got these. They're they're here for you. Yeah. uh, uh, We we see you running a wrestling show. and you don't have any young lions. Look, uh, I'm, I'm afraid it's a policy. Here you go. Yeah, we gotta schedule you a few. You know, it's like there's a union for the young lions, and you use that building's young lions and shit. Anyway, well, we also have contracted a uh, uh, employee of New Japan, Milano Collection AT, on commentary, which is a blast. You sure do. Mm. Caught me having my morning coffee. Professionalism. Haven't done that for a while, but uh, yeah, let's get into it. I'll uh, I'll kick us off if you like. We got we got uh, I'm gonna butcher some names because yep. uh, there's no well, English countries. We love you all though, like a lot. So oh yeah, mad. and yeah. I like this match too. We got uh, Jumanji Akia, uh, Fire Katsumi. I, I wrote Raya. That almost threw me. <laughs> Fire Katsumi, Eagle Mask, and Ren Ayabe. I think we've seen yeah! there versus uh, Genta Yubari, Ibuki, Ryuya Takura. And <clears throat> yeah, she taught you. <laughs> <laughs> He's great. <laughs> yeah, look, uh, I think Mr. Guy and I have seen almost all of these wrestlers before. I don't remember Ibuki. Um, poor Ibuki. Is he good in the ring? Yeah, yeah he's fine. He's fine. I might put a mask on him now. Uh, but uh, that's just me. And uh, that's fine. What, what kind of mask would it be? 
Because you got uh, Tiger Mask, you got Eagle Mask, you got, I mean, what would, what would it be? Uh, Total Mask. Let's go. There you go, Turtle Mask. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Oh, my God. So, uh, Rene Abe, everyone, is the super tall dude, the STD, Andre the Dickhead. So, uh, he's in this match. I'm very excited. Uh, one of these Takataichi Mania shows, he wrestled Suzuki, and it was fun. So, yeah, he gets he gets to uh, beat up Yoshitatsu at the start. There's a female ref for uh, the first portion of this show, too, which is always uh, kind of cool, especially because I'm not used to it when I watch Japanese wrestling. Uh, everyone wants to turn shopping Andre the Dickhead, and if you see at the end of the match, his chest is hamburger. Not as hamburger as when uh, Suzuki wrestled him, but Jesus, all of them wanted to chop down the tallest tree, <laughs> and then they. Ryuya, he does this fucking huge black hole slam on Eagle Mask. I think that's pretty much what Eagle Mask did this whole match. <laughs> Fire does like uh, Fire Katsumi does this sick logging dive to the outside, uh, and uh, Super Tall Dude does this massive gnarly drop kick on Ryuya. There's a surfboard brab. Uh, I called it the extra stank brab, but you were like, no, it's a surfboard brab. Uh, by Fire Katsumi on Ibuki for the finish. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Jumonji, Fire Katsumi, Eagle Mask, and super tall dude Renaude win. Pretty pretty cool opener. Everyone, well, most of the wrestlers got a chance to do some something action-packed and shine and get, get the crowd going. But, yeah, good stuff. Eagle Mask hit a dive, too, but he was, like, he kind of, last two matches we've seen him in, he hasn't done a whole lot, but, man, I was fired up for STD. He fucking crushed it. He was, like, the match was, like, it was, like, this match featuring Super Tall Dude. Like, he was in it the whole time. It was great. Yep. And, uh, you know, that's that happens in the next match, too, where one wrestler kind of seems to be featured. Um, But, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was fun. I wish that we'd get the Super Tall Dude taker dive. Come on, man. Hit it. They That would kill everybody. It'd be awesome. Anyway. So, well, next we yeah. have a, a, a ladies uh, tag match. It's a six ladies tag match. And we have Rhythm, Hisaki, Hisaka, and I versus I. <laughs> Lady Brett, Misa, and Samika. Now, we've often talked about Lady Brett, and I believe her real name is you. So, yep. um. I don't, you know, I'm going to call her Lady Bread because she looks like fucking Mr. Bread and it's awesome. So she does, you know, now I like, don't have a, t- yeah. yeah, this match was, uh, yeah, we could have, like I said, she could tag with tens on for a month and he wouldn't even know the difference, <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> he'd be tens on to be like, Hey, where those dogs used to have, that's what he's, <laughs> I like those things, but uh, this match is fairly normal for most of the match. I mean, it's not great. It's not bad. It's just a match. But we get to see Art getting beat up all the time. And she's got, like, a new hairdo and stuff. She looks different every time we see her. But she's always Oi. You know, so it's nice Damn to straight. know that her. <laughs> she, you know, I, I pulled one pant leg to represent. And she liked me tweeting that. <laughs> That's amazing. So uh, she hit a sweet Yakuza kick, like, during her comeback. And you messaged me about it. And I was thinking, yeah, man, like, Oi can throw as hard of a kick as she wants because she weighs 90 pounds and it cannot yeah, hurt she anyone. Kicks, I think it was Samika, like, <laughs> right in the fucking face. And I was like, whoa, yeah. holy shit. 
It's great. And like, and Samika wins the match and she's like the wrestler that's featured. She's in there like almost the whole time. She barely tags out. And so she kind of, she has this like super face buster move that she does that is this insane. And she had gotten it once before, but couldn't get the pin. So she finally hits someone with the crazy face buster. And I think it's a way. Oh, it's Hisoka. Okay. Uh, My boy. I don't know. It's my boy. We got beat up too. And uh, I, I think rhythm. She's like not good. I don't think she's ever won a match. You know what happened? She has not got rhythm. <laughs> yeah. Who could yeah. ask for anything more? <laughs> Maybe rhythm's tone deaf. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> that's why. She, yeah, she doesn't. You know, that's why she plays drums. You know. So. Yeah. Exactly. But this All next right. match though is fucking incredible, Luke. Dude. Oh my god, it is. Suzu Suzuki versus uh, Tomoka Inaba. Now, we've watched uh, Tomoka Inaba in pretty much all the Taika Taichi Mania shows that we've we've um, watched yeah. together, I think. And that was uh, – that's Karate Lady. She's one of the few people I've ever seen in Japanese wrestling to have a karate gimmick. Yeah. Uh, it's it, – <laughs> you'd think, like, it would be make a cliché in Japan, but it's not. Uh, instead, I feel like – uh, coming out in giant anime clothing is more cliche for some reason. Days, but, uh, yeah, certainly. yeah, but uh, yeah. So Tomoko Inaba has the Just Tap Out Women's Title, I do believe. And uh, man, holy shit! So they 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 just uh, start this like an Ishii match. They run at each other and start trading strikes right away. And I'm like, okay, let's let's go. Let's do it. Both women women do, I guess the best way to describe it is that kind of osprey kind of beginning, you know, where they all uh, do moves and they kind of miss and then they freeze and then it's like everyone claps, yay. I know a lot of wrestlers do that, but uh, it's very an osprey thing. But, uh, yeah, Suzu gets the upper hand. She's healing it up. She fucking kicks Inaba right in the side of the head. You're just like, oh, shit. That's going to come back to haunt uh, Suzu <laughs> later, that's for sure. Oh, my God. Suzu does, like... <clears throat> She also does, like, the best Matrix dodge I think I've ever seen in my life. Like, she doesn't just go back. She does she goes right back. I'm pretty sure her fingertips touch the bat as she goes backwards like a spider. And then she comes right back up. And I'm just like, what the fuck? That was really cool. Really fast, too. So it was awesome. And Arba gets uh, Suzu with this, like, gnarly knee to the face as well. The first of many, I guess. And these two just, like, kick each other's asses. Suzu does too. <laughs> two high angle release German suplexes, which made me jump out of my seat. I was very happy. They, they, they look, this is how rough is this match is. You know, this match, uh, a mat, wrestling match in, in Japan, especially if Milano's on commentary, is getting rough as guts and a bit, holy shit. When he just starts bursting out laughing and going, yes. <laughs> so that's, that's just how he responds to it. And I'm, I'm vibing with that because me too, me too. So. Fucking each other up. And I loved the freaking end of this match. It's like, Anaba's taken a lot of punishment, but she's finally getting the upper hand on Suzuki, uh, Suzu Suzuki, and just does this brutal kick, kick and Suzuki kicks out another one. Suzuki kicks out another one. There's about four or five of them. And finally, Suzu Suzuki stays the fuck down. And I love this match. It is never as fuck. These yeah, two it is. 
just brutalize each other. It was gnarly. I loved it. I wanted more. And uh, I probably already said I'm a fan of uh, Tomoko and Arba, but uh, I'm a fan of both these ladies. This this match did a good job of making them both look absolutely fantastic. More. Loved it. Yeah, it's like when we first saw her, she was kind of, you know, she was much different, you know, kind of much more low-key because she was probably still like a trainee or something. But she had kind of this issue with with oi or she was tagging with her and they've both gone different directions you know i guess since they've split up or whatever and but it, i think that we've said on every one of these shows since she got away from uh oi that anaba is like a huge star and it's obvious and this is just another example of it, it as fucking this match was never as fuck as you said i really enjoyed some of the kicks and at the end i mean they they did it perfect where, yeah, they had like that fast beginning, but then they then they got into this big, long crescendo that ended in, at the very end of the match. And it was just like, that's that was really good pro wrestling. I enjoyed it a lot. And um, I think that uh, I read I don't know, somebody that was in this. Oh, no, it was some people later. I, I learned about what promotion they were from. I was thinking maybe it was this match, but it's not. But uh I don't know, man. I was like, at this point, I was watching this because the first two matches were fun, but they were kind of like, ah, all right, you know, that's fun. And then this was like, oh, okay, now we're now we're doing stuff. And so this was like, I don't know, this really got me going and, and paying attention to the show here. So what happens next, Luke, is pretty scary too, and uh, scary though uh, in a different way. But uh, we get Hanma tagging with Jun Kasai versus Minoru Suzuki. And Doki. And I was worried about Doki getting pinned for sure. Yeah, same. But that's not what happened. But we also have Red Shoes' fat brother, who is the ref for this match. Um, we learned, uh, got some information about him, too, that he was actually trained by Chumpy, right, Luke? Oh, yeah. You know, he's definitely a student. Uh, successful student or middle range? I don't know. But he was definitely at Chumpy's Chump Bump Boot Camp. Yeah. And it's funny because he was supposed to be like the semi-main event ref, like Chumpy is in New Japan because his brother's red shoes, you know, he's just the fat version. And, uh, you know, what happened was his Chumpy cut him out of the chump bump school and failed him so he couldn't make it, you know. And so he cut him out at the knees and took his spot. What a dick. That's Chumpy's spot, goddammit. It was, yeah. it was bad enough for Chumpy when uh, a couple of nights of World Tag League, he's uh, doing the curtain shirkers. He's just like... <laughs> Oh, All right. Man. So at the start of this match, we get everybody coming out. And like, if you didn't know before that this was a, a cheering show, you fucking know now because the crowd's just like losing their minds screaming. And oh, you yeah. Know, Suzuki, Doki. You know, we're hearing all that shit. It's awesome. And so Jun Kasai, he grabs the mic before the match can, be, can begin. And he's like, hey, Suzuki, do you want to do a no DQ match instead of regular match? And Suzuki's like, why, yes, I would like to do a no DQ match instead. <laughs> and and Hanma's like, you know what? I guess I don't get a say in this, but I guess it'll be fine. <laughs> so. you, know, you know, it's funny, like, Jun Kasai cuts a promo, and I'm like, it's one of the, the one of those times in watching Japanese wrestling where I'm like, I don't even need to know what he's yeah. saying. He, he just said, <laughs> you know what he's saying. let's fuck each other up, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's great. So this, uh, this match had some terrifying imagery is like some of the greatest that you can see in pro wrestling. It's amazing. So the crowd clapped their hands off the Junkasai song when he comes out. 
And uh, like I said, they're going nuts. And at the start of the match, we get June and, Kazuki, and Suzuki just brawling around with chairs and stuff on the outside. <laughs> and they brawl right into Milano, and who comically like rolls on the ground, terrified. That <laughs> made me laugh so hard. I thought that was so funny. So Suki starts bleeding at this point. And uh, he gets, <laughs> they do this spot a couple times where he's just right up in the camera, just laughing, covered in blood. <laughs> oh, my it's God. It's the greatest thing ever. So <laughs> eventually, Hanma and June, they cut Suzuki off, and they're just beating him up. You know, we get all this heat on Suzuki, including the skewers. But uh, he gets him out, but it's a low blow. And Suzuki puts him in Jun Kasai's head. And then Doki tags in and hits a DDT on June, who is the skewer sticking out of his damn head. It's awesome. Oh, my fucking God. It's crazy. <laughs> you know, Jun Kasai did get his fork out in this match, but he didn't get out that knife he usually has with him. You know, remember he has that weird kind of like, you know, cheese knife looking thing or something yeah. he usually has. He didn't, he didn't, I guess he left that on the plane or something. But uh, anyway, so... This is when he gets the fork out because he cuts Doki with it and then sticks the fork in his own damn head like a psychopath and it's hilarious. <laughs> so gross. Doki takes the opportunity to blade while he's down, you know, so now he's bleeding all over the place. Actually, he doesn't do a very good job of bleeding, but he smokes Hanma with an insecurity in this match and it's like, damn, Doki, relax. Like, <laughs> he just kicked his head off. It was amazing. <laughs> There's all these chair shots from Hama, and then he and June, they stomp the shit out of Suzuki, and it gets the crowd up all pissed off. It's great. They do a Tower of Doom spot, like like the on-purpose version. You know, usually like a Tower of Doom is not something you do on purpose. It's something that's like a move of opportunity. It just happens to fall into that way, and usually somebody is selling afterwards, or, the, you know, no one, no one hits it and is like okay from it. But this was like a they won they did like a superplex with a power bomb and it was like a tag team move. I don't think I'd ever seen somebody like do it on purpose and not hurt themselves. So there's <laughs> cool. um, a big the big splash on Suzuki and Hanma goes up for Kokeshi, but Doki is in for the save and Hanma's bleeding now and he has a tremendous strike exchange with Suzuki that's just like the best ever. And then it's it's never as fuck and they're all bloody and they start headbutting each other and then Suzuki. Headbutts Hama down to his knees. He keeps going until Suzuki hits a headbutt that is loud as you it's a loud shoot headbutt and he starts choking Hanma. Now, Luke, tell me about the finish of this match. Oh what my happened? God. So Suzuki has Hanma in a chokehold, in a sleeper hold, and he just won't let fucking go. There's blood pouring down his face, and there's blood pouring down Hanma's face. And Suzuki has a look on his face, kind of reminiscent of, uh, you know, when uh, Yuji Nagata would do that submission hold of his yeah. and roll his eyes up. That's what Suzuki looks like here, in, in just a sleeper hold. It's fucking badass. They're both pouring blood down each other's faces. And Hanma passes out. He just passes the fuck out. And it was awesome. Uh, I thought this match was fucking great. As soon as June got on the mic, I knew exactly what was going on, and I was not disappointed. I think I've... All right, Takataichi Honma is kind of one of my favourite versions of Honma. I love yeah. him on Takataichi shows. He's badass. He almost always tags with June Kasai as well, which is uh, it might seem like an odd pairing, I guess, but not, not, not to me, not anymore. 
uh, <clears throat> one of my favorite spots that that uh, Honma did uh, earlier on in the match is there's a chair exchange with him and Suzuki, and uh, he just launches himself at the chair, Kakeshi style, and the chair just goes back into Suzuki's face. So I thought that was really cool. Awesome finish with just the with the, with the choke hold as well. So, uh, in fact, that's like one of those badass finishes that uh, you could put on a Titantron or something like that forever. I don't know, man. It was awesome. Oh, it, it was, was so like cool. just tremendous pro wrestling imagery. You could just look at a picture of those two and you could see the whole story. It's just incredible. And Hanma gets put over strong because he keeps having his little shitty fire ups where he holds his arm up and is like, yeah. It keeps doing that, and, he, and it, but and then he finally goes out, and there's a ref stoppage. But yeah, I really enjoyed that. Now after the match, there was another awesome little thing where Junkasai offers his hand to Suzuki, you know, in respect after the match. And then when Suzuki goes for the handshake, Junkasai turns into a middle finger, and it's like a double reverse fake out because it's like, oh, he got over on him, but no, Suzuki grabs his finger and breaks his finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a what a just tremendous bit of pro wrestling this was. And then, uh, and after this match, Luke, I saw something funny because Milano legs it, as you would say, to the bathroom or something because he's got a poop. And, and you rarely can see that on, on camera. But there he goes. And he comes back later, but I don't know when. He snuck in. Yeah, he did. So, yeah, I don't know. Like, like we just had two really violent, gnarly matches in a row. And uh, I'm glad this next match happened because it's a bit of a breather. It's a diva spot match, I guess, as, as you called it. <clears throat> we have MJ Paul, who looks like a guy who's like, if Shark Boy and Evil Uno had a baby, we'd get MJ Paul. <laughs> and then we got another guy called uh, Dasuki uh, uh, Sasuke. Uh, I, I hope. Sasuke. Yeah. yeah. They're from DDT, by the way. Right. Well, uh, Dasuke looks like raven for sure like he's he looks like he's got like a modern day kind of raven gimmick that's not a criticism but what like, about dasuke yeah exactly what about dasuke man uh as a as a as a uh raven fan uh, i'm like cool not many people have uh taken that kind of gimmick so yep i thought it was i thought it he looked really cool very well typically like the the yeah. what about me gimmick like that that's like dolph ziggler's tried it like 30 times and it never works so. <laughs> What about me? <laughs> I'm here All right. to show the world that what about me? Come on. Oh my god, that's that's accurate actually. And uh we've got uh, so it's MJ Paul and uh, uh Raven versus El Desperado and Lance Archer. Man, Archer gets a pop. Yeah. And uh, I'm thinking like Archer, dude. <laughs> by the way, oh uh uh, I heard on another podcast that uh, uh, Mr. Juice Robinson has uh, signed with AEW. So yeah. that, that's we what's happening we there. We talked about that like I three we weeks did. ago, man. Which is, which is no surprise since his missus is working there as well. But uh, I'm thinking I want the reverse to happen with Archer. I know you don't give a shit either way, but I do. Uh, I'd like Archer to uh, stick around in Japan because he's much more entertaining there than he is in America, that's for sure. So this match is is fun. It's kind of light and fluffy, fluffy and exactly what I needed after those two very violent matches. Uh, El Fantasmo. I wrote ELP instead of ELD there, and it just threw me. So uh, uh, El Desperado and uh, 
Sasuke, they do the bulk of this match, and it gets pretty good. I really like their, their chemistry together, and I was like, well, I'd actually like to see them in a match. And then, then there's a DQ finish when Raven, uh, sorry, Sasuke, uses a chair <laughs> on El Desperado for the finish there. So uh, he steals Esperado, El Desperado's mask post-match, but then El Desperado gets the low blow him, gets his mask back, and takes him out as well. So uh, there's promos after this. So I think you can tell me about that. But uh, I don't know. MJ Paul, yep, he's there. But uh, I'm, I'm really interested in Sasuke versus El Desperado. Like, what would that look like? So, yeah. That was the whole point of the match. So mission accomplished, you know. Yep. Uh, yeah, they they... You know, basically, you didn't need to know. You didn't have to do do a Lipa to know what they were saying here. You know, <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically, Tai Chi, or excuse me, uh, Desperado is like, yeah, man. You know, we're we should have a match. You know, together, pretty much. Like, but but where are we gonna do it? DDT, New Japan. I mean, you're we're welcome at either one. You know, kind of thing. But he also mentions. Uh, he says that maybe he'll go to June Kasai's promotion called Freedoms where everyone is welcome. And that makes me wonder what the fuck that's like. So anyway, um, you know, that was an interesting match. And like, it was just kind of like, it was a little more like the first couple matches than it was like the others that we're going to talk about. But uh, I don't, I, you know, this one's going to be rough for me. Well, I mean, next we have Tai Chi's favorite band, Ready to Kiss, come out for a lip sync performance which I think is very smart because last time they had a performance on Takataichi Mania, the singer was gassed and kept fucking up. <laughs> it's like, hey, you know, it's hard to run around and jump and stuff and sing. That's not easy. So anyway, um, but the next match is confusing, and I don't think I quite understand what happened. But basically, it's Takataichi or Takataichi Mania. It's Takamichinoku versus Hiromu Takahashi in a regular match but there is a side bet on the match for a million yen that if if like Hiromu can hit the Hiromu roll on um Taka Michinoku then and win by it I guess then he wins the money but if Taka could do something else then he wins the money but neither of those things happen so they both got to keep their money <sighs> you know who we need to referee a match as confusing as this, Luke. There's only one person that could do it, and that's referee Marty Asami, a.k.a. Oh, yeah. Chumpy McChumperson. And so he's here. And there's all this money on the line, right? They bring out their uh, their money. Uh, Taka just has it, you know, rubber banded together like a gangster. And uh, Harumu has like a little cardboard treasure chest that he's made <laughs> for his money. So with a big note on the front that you need to do, do a leap to understand. So... Um, anyway, so Taka before the match, he offers a hand to Hiromu and Chumpy. Very respectful. That's very respectful. Definitely. Talking. He's like, thanks for coming. So this match is all shenanigans. They're both cheating. There's all these reverse eye pokes, like reverse eye pokes are the name of the game. Every time Taka tries to do an eye poke, Hiromu turns it into some crazy thing, you know, and, but the other thing that's confusing about this is there's, uh, is it two out of three falls? So I'm not sure because Hiromu gets a gets a fall, right? And then they just keep going. So I was confused about what the rules are, and I'm kind of confused about what happened. Uh, Taka did hit the Zack driver on Hiromu, but Hiromu kicked out. There's an eye poke roll up, but Taka kicks out uh, for a big reaction there. And then Hiromu hits time bomb two and wins the match. 
but he doesn't win the bet. I was confused. After the match, in the uh, backstage comments, Taka Michinoku was like, well, you know, I did pretty good. I, I at least kept my money. He counts that as a win. And then Hiroku came looking for him, but he was gone already. And he's like, oh, man. He's like, so he's like, you call that move that you did. And it looked like Michinoku driver to me or Zach driver. And he's like, I think I'm going to start doing that move. It's it's you call it Michinoku driver two. I'm going to call it the Hiromu driver two. And Hiromu does the whole like comedy routine where he's like, he's like, oh, there you are talking off camera. Taka, are you, is it okay if I steal your move? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. And he's like, oh, great. Thank you so much. <laughs> he does that shit. And that was pretty funny. Um, but I was, did you understand this while this was going on? Or were you just as confused as I was? Oh, I was absolutely as confused as you were. <laughs> uh, one thing that would have been fucking useful for this whole show is, uh, well, if you've got New Japan doing uh, retweeties and tweeties for some of this, Hey, Chris, you're not interested in just tap out? Would have been lovely to hear from you, dude. That would have been very, very useful if you would have, uh, even even if it's not Chris, uh, whoever does it when he's not doing it, uh, you know, from the New Japan um, English uh, Tweety, there's always someone there kind of translating as well. Anyone, anyone, that would have been bloody for yeah, anything anyone or anything that would have been bloody useful not only for this match but for the main event because uh it took like you and i at least like 10 minutes or so to be like oh this is the rules for this match right <laughs> because holy shit was i confused was the, the crowd wasn't confused the crowd was into it i'm guessing anyone who speaks japanese was just like i don't know what the problem is it's easy to follow but uh they, did, they didn't learn Dua Lipa. They were born with it, Luke. So, Yeah. <laughs> born with it. Yes. Yes. I, I guess they were. So, yeah. I really like this match. It's fun. I love all the uh, eye poke spots of Doom as well. Like, uh, you know, Tucker trying for his eyes and then uh, Hiromu grabbing the wrist and turning, the, turning his wrist around to face Taka's eyes and Taka tried not to poke himself in the eye. And then uh, one of them realizing they've got two hands and then they use the other hand to poke the other guy <laughs> in the eye. <laughs> so I like that. It, it uh, means Hiromu's been paying attention when uh, Taka's been in the ring with someone like Dick Togo or Gato or something like that, which is always uh, eye poke, uh, uh, three stooges kind of-esque. It's awesome. But... Here we are, and I'd, I'd love I'd love to get your take on this first, if that's okay with you. But uh, here we are, our main event match we've been looking forward to for fucking ages because the build-up to this match was my favourite part of World Tag League. Oh, that and Doki's win streak, of course. And so uh, here we are. We have a last-man-standing lumberjack death match between Taichi and Chingo. Because I heard a lot of those during this match, a lot, <laughs> uh, which is amazing. So, uh, Taichi versus Shingo, last man standing lumberjack death match. What do you think, Mr. Andy? Well, this is an emotional match because oh, yeah. it's the last match in Takataichi Mania, and Suzuki Kun is ending, and uh, you know that's kind of all it makes me think about right now. But there is a match that happened here. We did get the full Miho Abe entrance, and Technically, she was a lumberjill. 
but she didn't yeah. have anything. So, because uh, this was a lumberjack match, and we had like on we had Hiromu and Doki kind of out leading their own, you know, kind of they they don't have a group, but they're pretending like they have a group of people with. Them. <laughs> so they're kind of fighting each other. And Yoshi Tatsu's out there with the JTO kids, like including Eagle Mask, and I'm thinking the whole time, Eagle Mask, what are you gonna do? I mean, what are you even yeah. gonna do? You know, you weigh fucking weigh 90 pounds. Come on. Anyway, so he, he weighs way in as much as he will. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> oh my God. So we get the lumberjacks and all that stuff, right? Doki and Hiromu are, are out there and they, they, like I said, they keep getting into it. And, but every time someone leaves the ring, the lumberjacks just put them back in. And it really doesn't play a factor in the match at no, all. Not really. So, <laughs> oh my God. And, you know, I was also confused here, too, because Shingo goes for a pin and Chumpy counts the pin. But then he starts acting like maybe we're not supposed to count pins. But then he starts counting to 10. And this is where we figure out kind of what this match is. So you have to get a pin. All right. So basically you have to pin someone for a three count and then they have to be down for a 10 count, which is a lot so but that does make sense with their whole storyline where they were they're obsessed with counting for some reason so <laughs> their whole their whole uh feud has been about math so uh and whose finisher puts the other guy down the longest right. and things right. like that That's yeah great. yeah shingo gets all his in his shit in on shingo and declares his love for ska really early in the match which was surprising but Taichi comes back and he sumo throws Shingo to a huge reaction. And he gets a Gato clutch for a three count. But and then Chumpy starts counting to 10. And this is, I'm like, okay, I get it now. All right. So uh then um we get two made in Japan's from Shingo, and that gets a three count, and Chumpy starts a 10 count. Uh, but then you know, Taichi gets up and they have a really kind of never you know, uh, strike exchange that ends in an awesome double down after an axe bomber from Tai Chi. Tai Chi wants the black Mephisto and hits a bunch of Masada kicks, uh, like, and uh, to soften Shingo up, but Shingo hits an Insiguri. Fuck you, Shingo. You don't do that move. So Tai Chi answers with one of his own. It's pretty cool. There's a last ride into the folding pin, and Tai Chi gets the three, and then the 10 count starts, but it's right into another double down after sliding D from Shingo Taichi is uh oh he early in the match he kind of loosened up the turnbuckle cover while no one was looking I saw it but I wasn't looking Taichi so anyway um that kind of comes into play here at the end where uh I think it was Doki that pulled it down I'm not sure it was kind of off camera a little bit but basically you know it gets pulled down a la Dick Togo kind of thing and you know that sends tight or uh shingo right into the uh into the uh turnbuckle and he gets up they they do that there's all kinds of stuff like that there's also like they're fighting on the top or like up to the second rope and uh you know taichi's looking for the uh choke slam off the second rope basically the lady c slam that's what we should call that uh, but they struggle for control and shingo is going for the super last of the dragon and he gets it and you're like oh no so <laughs> but he can't get the pin because he's too fucked. There's a black Mephisto out of nowhere, and it's a double pin. Chumpy counts, but they use uh, they use his body to both climb to their feet. All right, that was a pretty good moment because I thought for sure that was going to be a tie, and then they'd have this match again 
at Wrestle Kingdom, but that's not what's going to happen. So uh, it gets really never with tons of these like wrist control lariats from each other. Taichi's bleeding. They're laying it in. Huge drop kick and a bridging dangerous suplex for a three count from Taichi. And they, and, and he, oh man, it barely gets up in time. There's a roaring elbow from Taichi and a Black Mephisto's countered with a very, very safe TRT. Takagi RT for two, which was like the safest move in this match. So Taichi hits a bunch of insecurities, but Shingo uses the exposed turnbuckle for his own advantage and uh, gets a pumping bomber, last the dragon, and Taichi cannot answer the 10 count. Shingo wins, Luke. Shingo is the king of pro wrestling for 2022. I'm not upset with that at all. Uh, I kind of felt like Shingo might be winning here, but uh, dude, this is one of those matches where who wins this? Oh yeah, we do. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I I just love this match. And man, Shingo has some really good chemistry with some wrestlers that we really love. And like, I can't wait to see him fight El Fantasmo again. I can't wait to see Shingo and Taichi resume hostilities again. Uh, there's a few feuds that Shingo has, so I'm just like, oh man, this is not this is gonna be like not only well wrestled but lots of fun as well crowd was super in, into this maybe a little bit more for tai chi because this is a tucker tai chi show of course and it's a celebration of uh, suzuki goon and all that kind of stuff i thought this match was gnarly it was so much fun i loved it and chumpy refing a main event refing this match i was like yes this is perfect this is exactly what i wanted uh maybe maybe a tai chi win just to yeah but yeah. you know it is shingo uh Man, I, I, just from top to bottom, like I know there's three matches that felt like the the general Taka Taichi kind of style, but those three matches were fun as well. And I feel like we needed at least a, a few of those kinds of matches just to break up some of the uh, more gnarly shit that we saw, saw tonight. And uh, like after this match, it gets even more emotional because uh, you know Taka comes out and you know what I love about this whole thing, by the way, at the end with all the promo stuff? What's Tai Chi doing the whole time? He's down selling the whole time. He sells <laughs> the whole time. He'll, yeah. He finally gets up near the end of the promo where, where all the Suzuki, Suzuki guys come out, but he does most of the promo while selling the fact that he just got his ass kicked. Loved that. I loved it. Man, it was just, just so good. Like, Tiger cuts this really emotional promo we're watching this right live you and i and i just tweet out like please someone tell me what's going on please <laughs> so uh you had the bright idea of hey let's uh let's do this the day after tomorrow because uh the english uh, subtitled version of the backstage comments and translations for promos will come out and i'm so glad we did that because taka's just like look taichi i could have done these these uh, nine or ten years without you mate You've, yeah. you know, you know, you've helped me with these shows and all this kind of stuff, and it's really emotional. And it's fantastic, and you know, Tai Chi cuts a promo as well. And I, 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 one of my favorite parts of the promo was just like, all the Suzuki Goon guys are out, and he's like, well, everyone from Suzuki Goon is Ichiban number one, uh, except for you and me, Taka. We lost, so I guess we're number two. <laughs> <laughs> 
I like how self-deprecating like Taka and Taichi are kind of are like uh, yeah Suzuki and Ichiban but we're a couple losers and all this kind of stuff like uh, when we started Taka Taichi shows like in Suzuki Goon no one gave a shit about us it was booing us Taka go home you know Taichi go home all this kind of stuff and now here we are you know really cool venue with a really good cheering crowd uh, and look how far we've come you know from from those days. So Suzuki's out, and rather than uh, cut a promo himself, which I would have loved because I want more, I want to know more about what's going on. Instead, he's just like, "No, nah, man, this is this is your show. You do the go home for it." And so that's what Taichi does. Uh, it was, man, I didn't even get to the part where he's just like, "I'm a I'm, I'm a lonely loser now. Uh, I'm by myself, and uh, Miho." You don't need to come out with me anymore, man. Like it's it's fine, and I'm just like no, no. And then they say it's like the last yeah. Takataichi Mania show, and I'm like no, no. Why, why? Part of me's feeling like maybe there's a new faction starting next year. Maybe Taka and Taichi will be in it, so they can still do those shows. I don't know. What these are they really gonna fly solo all year next year? New Year's Dash is coming, maybe Ace. Uh, Suzuki Goon made a return at a New Year's Dash. Maybe something big for the remnants of Suzuki Goon can happen at New Year's Dash. I don't know, but it's emotional. Like, I'm not crying, you're crying. Uh, I cried more when I watched the English translation, actually. I'm like, <laughs> I love Suzuki Goon. Everyone's there except for Zack Sabre Jr., but that's okay. He'll be and Kanemaru! And uh, they don't even mention Kanemaru. And then after the in the backstage comments, he's like, oh, shit, I didn't mention him? Oh, no. Like the reporter tells him. <laughs> he uh, just got his ass kicked for 25 minutes. Yeah, Let it that's, go. What, that's what his excuse was. <laughs> he's like, oh, I got my ass kicked. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, you know, I this is this sucks, man. But at the same time, it's a you know start of something new. It was really sad. When Tai Chi was like, you know, Miho, you need to be around a stronger man, you know. <laughs> and he also he busted out this amazing line uh, after the show in the backstage comments. Tai Chi said, "It'll be lonely battling from here, lonely goon." <laughs> lonely goon. That's the greatest thing ever. I'm so happy that we got the chance to cover all these shows. I'm, uh, you know, we we also forgot to mention that, uh, you know, um, <laughs> Shingo doesn't have a, a Wrestle Kingdom match. And he addressed that in his backstage comments. He also addressed the new trophy, which Chumpy handed him. And he was kind of like, oh, cool. So now I get a new trophy and I'm no longer the king of pro wrestling. So what the fuck's the point of this? He acts all pissed at New Japan because he doesn't have a match because he was in the main event, you know, last year. So he went from the co-main event or whatever you want to call it to, you know, or didn't he main event night one? Yeah, he did night one and lost the title yeah. or whatever. So he's gone from the main event to not on the show at all. He's going to be at Dragon Gate and he's pissed. So a lot of change happening in New Japan. And this kind of show was very, you know, representative of that as far as like it's clear that change is coming and I'm excited to see what it is. I just, Taichi makes it sound like he's done. You know, he makes it sound like he's done, which makes me think that he's very much not done. You know, maybe something big's going to happen. I really hope it is. And I hope it's lonely. Yeah. Goon. 
I have to be a lonely warrior tonight. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. yeah, so amazing show. And whilst it's still in my uh, mind grapes, uh, we should play a voicemail. Absolutely. Yeah, we got one voicemail from Mr. Dave Howard. So we will listen to that right now. Okay, boys. Wrestle Kingdom is right around the corner. And I hear you guys talking about the Young Bucks. In 2023, are we really excited for a couple of guys that all they want to do is 9,000 high spots, a bunch of leg-slapping super kicks, and one of the two of them wants to act like he can actually do a bunch of power moves and is just a junior at best. Yeah, I know, whatever, they wrestle a heavyweight style, but they don't really wrestle a heavyweight style, and whether they meet the kayfabe 100 kilos or not, I don't... I don't know. I am not excited for the Young Bucks at all. I love me some Kenny Omega, except for when he picks up a microphone. But that dude in the ring is awesome. I just, I know the Bucks are his friends. I just wish he wouldn't have so many matches with him all the time because, frankly, I think I'm just done with the Bucks. I'm tired of them. The, the whole PWG style is just kind of worn off on me. And, and I might have you guys to blame, seeing as, you know, you guys love uh, things being never as fuck. And I would say at this point I do too. And and I just don't think the Bucks are it. I don't know. I mean, I'm excited for Wrestle Kingdom because it's Wrestle Kingdom. I think I might be more excited for New Year Dash because who knows what the heck they're going to do replacing Suzuki-Goon or something else. I mean, that was Suzuki-Goon returning to... New Japan on New Year Dash was the thing that got me hooked. Like, I was just watching Wrestle Kingdom on that, and, and, but I actually subscribed to New Japan World at that point, figured out how to do the conversion and all of that stuff. So, while I'm not excited for the Bucks, I am excited for Wrestle Kingdom, New Year Dash, and 2023 for New Japan as a whole. That's it. That's the voicemail. Love you. Love the show. Love you all the time. Bye now. So, yeah, I'm going to say something, Mr. Howard and Mr. Andy, that uh, I don't think will surprise you, but might surprise others. Uh, The way people feel about the Young Bucks and Mr. Howard, I I kind of feel about uh, Kenny Omega. Like, I like him as an in-ring competitor. He's fantastic. Like, you can't deny that. In fact, him and Okada wrestling the way they do together is uh, one of the things that helped me get my feet wet in New Japan and go, oh, I want to check this out. But uh, I've, uh, but after that, I've never really been a huge Kenny Omega fan ever. Like I'm like, yeah, he's good. I know the matches will be good, but fine. I'm, I've never been like hugely into him, and I feel like I'm like that with the Young Bucks as well. Are they good? Yep. They put on good matches. Hell yeah. Do I care about them? Nope. Wow. And that's like, have I watched matches and been like on the edge of my seat and loved what they've done in the ring? Yeah, sure. But I guess maybe it's their characters or whatever that I've just never really connected with on that level. So <clears throat> I guess I need more than just being good in the ring, I guess. I don't know. They're great, but I'm, I'm not that huge a fan of them. Like, they're having a feud against Death Triangle right now on AEW. And I'm just like, every week, I'm just like, kick their ass, Death Triangle, go. Because 
because uh, I like Pentagon, Phoenix, and uh, Pack a lot more. It's just just a preference thing, you know. It's not like I'm yeah. going to say the shit in the ring. That that'd be just like insanity, and people would be like, "Are you blind?" I'm like, "Yeah, I think I'm blind." So, uh, so Dave oh, Howard's no. blind? I mean, I've I don't think yeah. he is. He can see. I'm pretty yeah. sure. But uh, I, don't I don't know. I, I don't mind. I don't, think... I don't mind a lot of flippy dippy. So you know, it's fine. But I I do agree, Mister Howard. Yeah, never as fuck is the way to go. Yeah, that is the way to go. You know, I, I like all styles of wrestling. So well, for the most part, you know, there's a few I don't like. But I mean, I don't know. I, I'm interested in different, and I don't really think the Young Bucks are like different. You know, I don't know. I get what he's saying about the PWG style, but that's like. That's like the lifeblood of a lot of wrestling promotions right now. So, I mean, that style has become mainstream, you know, so I guess being tired of it makes sense. But I also don't watch them every week on AEW, so I don't get to see them wrestle very often. And when they're in New Japan, they fucking rule. So I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. But, um, you know, I don't know. But that was quality quality content there, Mr. Uh, Howard. Well, they always rule. Like, they're great in the ring. But... uh... All I'm saying is if they do come to Wrestle Kingdom, I don't want them ringing to titles, tag titles. And also, if because uh, we're getting uh, Osprey versus Omega, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but uh, I want Osprey to win. So there you go. Okay. Well, I was just thinking yeah. that they would do a spot. Like, I think we're getting ahead of ourselves throwing titles on them in this in our fantasy dream books over here. I never wrote mm. that in my fantasy dream book. All right, so I just said no. they were going to maybe do a spot at Wrestle Kingdom. That's it. So I just think that would be a, a huge reaction. But uh, anyway, yeah. well, uh, yeah, Takataichi Mania is over, Luke. What are we going to do now? Uh, I guess we've got like two Road 2 shows, uh, which uh, uh, Road to Wrestle Kingdom, which uh, for me, the biggest selling point of those two shows will be I guess the last Suzuki Goon team ups. In fact, uh, the second night it's Suzuki Goon versus Suzuki Goon. So uh, go Suzuki Goon. Yeah. And uh, we hope they win, which they probably will. So, uh, you know, it's exciting to see the end of the year. It, I believe the champions are, are, are the champions not on those shows. Is that correct? Like, as far as like, isn't Okada and Jay White, like not on those shows. I'm pretty sure you're correct. Yeah, which is kind of weird. So those will be kind of, uh, you know, easygoing podcast, uh, you know, our last one covering actual wrestling for the year. And then you guys don't know, you know, what our top 10 uh, five-star <laughs> rating, you know, extravaganza is going to be like this year. But we got something big planned. I mean, it's big, folks. And when I say big, uh, I mean larger than small. Okada is on night one. Okay. There uh, you go. It's uh, Yo, Tana, and Okada versus Doki, Archer, and Suzuki. And I swear to fuck, if Yo pins Doki, I'm going, yeah, it's going to happen. Fuck. All right. So uh, I'll just brace myself mentally for that. That's fine. And then uh, night two, uh, neither man are on the card. So uh, at least we've got Okada for one of the last. Oh, no. Okada's on both nights. In fact, on the second Good. night, El Fantasmo is back as well. So uh, Good. All right. Well, then I'll shut the fuck up. Yeah. Uh, no Jay White, but uh, at least we've got some Okada action come, coming. And uh, yeah. kind of stuff. I don't so, yeah. why. That's weird. But, yeah, and you never know. Somebody, you know, we might hear, see some weird returns and some shit happen on the lead up to Wrestle Kingdom. You know, it's, it's probably hard to keep people 
you know, in Japan for the holidays and stuff like that. So I yeah. Yep. I, I agree. But it, it does feel like in the second, well, not the second half of the year, but like after, uh, what was the main show after uh, the G1? What, what was that tour called? We, we haven't seen Jay White Destruction after. Destruction of power. That's, that's right. Decoration of power. Such power. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I, I miss Jay White. Uh, is what yeah. I'm getting at. So, yeah. yeah I don't know. I guess, like, why do I have to be around for all these shows? We all know I'm losing at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you know, um, yeah, it's disappointing. But you know what? Wrestle Kingdom is going to be a big day it's for chaos. You know, chaos is going to be so happy. I'm going to be so sad, but I will be happy that I've watched all that tremendous wrestling and that it all got done in one day. So that's exciting. So, yes. I'm oh, sure there's less man. wrestlers on the card, but uh, it's more special if it's just one night. And yeah, so, looking forward what's to your what, what's the thing you're looking forward to the most? You know, uh, Dave Howard also mentioned New Year's Dash, and we know it's a secret show, and uh, you know we won't know who the wrestlers in the match are going to be until they come out. Who's going to be the first person to walk through the uh, the thing where you walk oh, through the house of the show? Probably going to be Young Lion, but. Uh, uh, what am I looking forward to the most? Uh, well, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, the. I'm looking forward to seeing the finals of Ren Rita versus Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, I want to see Tamatonga beat the shit out of Machine Gun Carl Anderson so we can have yeah. our fucking title back in Japan, please. You didn't listen to my questions, so that's cool. Right. So, well, I'm looking forward to you. You said, "What am I looking forward to the most?" No, I, I didn't. Like, I said, "I said, who is going to walk through?" We. I said, "We don't know." Who is going to be on New Year's Dash? Who is going to be the well, first, first person to, to walk, walk through? The first person to walk out will either be Ryohai Iwa, Kosai Fujita, Yuto Nakashima, or Oscar Luwero. I disagree. <laughs> I don't think it'll be a Young Lion match. I think something big will happen. That'll open the show. Well, I hope it's something like the remnants of Suzuki Goon or something. Like uh, that's what I want. I want some Suzuki Goon story progression, please. I want to know what's happening with with our with our guys, because uh, you and I love Suzuki Goon. We like all the wrestlers in it. I and, think it'll uh, be the newly formed or the newly uh, crowned, like three, four-time heavyweight tag team champions, Team Fisherman, will be walking out, and they'll be there to celebrate their big victory over FTR. Yeah, that's a that's a start to New Year's Dash. That's gonna make you very happy. Oh yeah, gotta start the year out <laughs> right with Team Fisherman. <laughs> but they got new music and everything. Oh my god! What she's got a new hat is what that reminds me it, of. But uh, it took him that long for like Yoshihashi to lobby. He's been he had to write that song himself or pay for someone to write it because Goto's like, no, nah, we'll just use my theme. You know, we don't like we don't need to use yours. But Yoshihashi's like, yeah, but I I like crappy music. You know, so he paid someone to give him taste and make that song. And so now they just basically it's in the middle. Because Yoshihashi, Yoshihashi's music was shit, and Goto's was very good, and this is just in the middle. It's just kind of mad. I don't mind the, the team Bishamon music, and you can tell like they got went to someone good to do the music because uh, uh, you know they they didn't go to Yo. Thank God. Remember when <laughs> uh, remember when Rapongi 3K would come out to kind of different music each time, yeah, and it was all like awesome. really shit jazz fusion stuff. 
Yeah. You know, like, well, you know that's Yo because Show's got really cool music now and Yo's music still is uh, stanky nugget butter. So, yeah. Man. Well, let's not disparage the, uh, you know, tremendous genre of jazz fusion with uh, Yo's name associated with it so uh I, he does not play guitar okay so you know he fuses not, with not... jazz about as well as water and oil mix you know yeah yeah exactly so well i don't know man i'm excited for wrestle kingdom like you said but i yeah, mean at yeah. the same time we got some interesting things coming up in between and who knows what the year 2023 will hold for the never even podcast legitimacy we'll see Here's what you do. Make a new Suzuki Goon team. Put bad dude Tito in it. Mic drop. And uh... <laughs> what's he going to do, man? What's to that was the first thing I you you messaged me about Jonah. I saw it and was like, bad dude Tito. <laughs> what about what's Tito? I, and it's funny, like, I'm like, yeah, I know Mikey Nichols and Shane Hayes. They're a tag team. They'll be fine. That's fine. But I'm like, what about Tito? What's he doing? <laughs> man. It's true. And uh, yeah, all right. Uh, I guess because uh, it, it was a Taka Taichi show, we we got to end the show like this. In Taka, we trust motherfuckers. <laughs>